I'm Romy Newman, the co-founder and president of Fairy God Boss, and this is Fairy God Boss Radio. Today, I am joined by Elizabeth Romero, who's small business executive at Bank of America. Liz, welcome to the show. So glad to have you here. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here as well, too. Liz, you've been with Bank of America for some time. I'd love to hear about your career journey. How did you get started? And then how have you moved up to where you are today? Absolutely. Romy, I've been with the firm for 26 years. And it's interesting. I love to share my story because I started very young. Um, As a matter of fact, my father took me to Bank of America right before I graduated from high school. And the reason why he took me to the bank was to get me started with a checking account to really send me off uh, to college. Never did I think that I was going to actually continue to work for Bank of America and actually make Bank of America my career. It must have been a very positive connection. Yes, it was. And here's the interesting fact. You know, when we think about today, right, high-tech, high-touch technology, you actually do everything online. Well, back then, it was not doing things online. It was actually a paper application. The manager actually offered me a job. Never did I think I was actually going to be working for Bank of America two weeks later, and I started as a part-time teller really to start myself uh, just getting some experience and to really start going to college. That's exactly how my journey started with Bank of America, and I am here today 26 years later and loving what I do. You asked, you know, what did you do to really get where I'm at today? And it's something that I pride myself for, and I always repeat my story over and over. And it's really about believing um, in myself, challenging myself, and being curious on what could I do next? How could I advance in my career? That's how I actually got where I'm at today. I love it. So tell us a little bit about what you do as a small business executive. Really, my primary role is I do serve uh, the small business clients that I have associates across the nation, whether they're in California, whether they're in Florida, whether they are in New York. I mean, they're all over the place, right? And I have associates that help our clients really be able to expand in their business, whether it's the need of the loan, whether it's actually some advice on how do I even start up a business. It could also be other types of services as well, too. So I have associates across, you know, different states where they will help our clients expand in their business or just really just have a personal banker there to be able to assist them for any questions that they might need. And I see you've gotten promoted several times in your journey. Tell us a little bit about those transitions and the pivots and the decisions you made along the way. So here's something I'll share, you know, and I'm very proud to share my career path. Every single opportunity that I've had, it's not an opportunity where I needed to go and apply. It's been an opportunity that somebody came to me and tapped me in the shoulder. And I have to say, every single one of them said, here's an opportunity where we feel you'll be great at. Here's the responsibility. Here's exactly what you need to do. And I attribute the reason why people looked at me and decided to actually give me that opportunity has been based on my strong work ethics, also the type of person who I am, where I always challenge myself and I'm very curious. So when I was actually a still contributor as a personal banker a couple years ago, I was the type of person that I never thought I was a personal banker. I always saw myself as a leader, a person to take charge and ownership and be able to advance and everything. So I always thought 
one step ahead of what my current role was. And people saw that in me. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure it brought a positioning to all of your actions. What would a leader do here? I feel like that's a question I should ask myself every morning. <laughs> yeah. So throughout your career, were you aware of being a woman in the workplace? And do you think gender played a role? You know, gender in my career, I would say, for me, um, has it actually played a role for my, my career? It's actually helped me. Being a woman that's Hispanic, um, being fluent in Spanish as well, too, has really helped me be able to advance in my career, has also opened the doors for me as well, too. But I also have to say, it's upon the person. I mean, it doesn't matter whether you're a male or female. It's really about the focus, the dedication, the passion that each person should have to be able to advance in your career or really follow the dream that you have. I love it. It seems like you have a very much like an, if you can see it, you can be it visualization. You see the possible. Absolutely. So, I, you know, and I have to say something. When I think about where I'm at today, I also have to say and attribute this to my roots and where I came from. I come from a Hispanic family, very small family. Um, I'm the only daughter. I have two brothers. But one of the things my parents always taught us is very strong work ethics and always challenging ourselves and being able to help others. I also come from a family who um, are and were small business owners. Not only is my father a small business owner and, you know, he's already retired, but passed the business over to my two brothers, but I also married somebody who's a small business owner. So when I think about my roots and the things that my father, my mother pretty much instilled in me and what I continue to do and where I'm doing right now, I'm very passionate, passionate, not only because of my roots, but passionate to be able to help our small business clients as well, too. So you really, I mean, you understand the client better than anybody and you have a personal stake in it. And that probably makes you do your job much, much better. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. You know, there's, there's so many different things I do for Bank of America to be able to tell our story and how we're able to go out there and help our small business owners. You know, as a Latina, as a Hispanic, every single year, Bank of America does small business spotlight survey where we go out there and survey our Hispanic small business owners. And I have to say that I'm the one that actually goes out there and tells the story on what we actually found out from the survey. And I'm very passionate because based on what we found out, I go actually have this conversations with my husband, with my brothers, with my father, and everything that the survey tells us is exactly what I'm hearing from my own family as well, too. Yeah, yeah. It really validates and, and it enables you to speak as an expert. So... You talked about how helping others is a core value from your family. How do you now help others within Bank of America who are looking to rise up? So women and men just starting their career, how do you pass the hand back? I am very passionate when I think about mentoring or sponsoring. You know, more often than not, I get people emailing me, calling me saying, I have so-and-so person I would like to actually advance in the career. They would like to actually get in front of a senior leader I know you're busy. Are you willing? Are you able? And the answer is absolutely yes. And the reason why I do it is because I think about myself when I was very young, a young woman, I'm still young, but I was a lot younger back then, who was very eager and hungry to conquer the world. Mm -hmm. It was a woman that wanted to reach the Hollywood sign. I'm from California, even though I'm based in Houston, but I'm from California. I felt that I was going to be the person I was going to reach to the stars, go to the Hollywood sign. I would not be able to be where I'm at today if it wasn't for people within my career, within my own personal life, 
that mentored me, sponsored me, guided me, and gave me some courageous feedback. So I feel it's my duty to do the same thing. So how do I do it today? Is I lead a council of women within the organization within Bank of America where we talk about challenges that women face in today's environment. How could we help them be able to succeed in their career and also have them understand that it doesn't matter what level you're in, who you are, everybody has the same challenge. Because yeah. even though I consider myself a very successful woman in today's environment, in today's workforce, I still have challenges. My life yeah. is not perfect, but it's what we do with them that makes a difference. Yeah. And I love that you point out that courageous feedback is such an important part of sponsorship, mentorship. It's so easy to just want to kind of help and do things for others, but to build the kind of work ethic that you've built, getting that courageous feedback really makes a big difference. It sure does. You have to be open. And one of the things I always tell people, whether I mentor them or I sponsor them, is you got to trust me. And you have to find somebody that you trust when you're about to mentor that person because trust is key. And yeah. the reason why I say trust is key is receiving coaching and courageous coaching sometimes will be very uncomfortable. But yeah. you have to be honest. Right. Be honest with yourself and be honest with the person that you're going to help as well, too. It's the only way anybody learns or improves, and it helps us all, right? So speaking of, are you willing to tell us about a mistake you made along the way, and what did you learn from it? Well, I would lie to you if I tell you there's no mistakes, right? I'm not perfect. I don't think nobody out there is perfect. I've actually made many mistakes, whether it's been in my own personal life or my career life. All I could say about making mistakes is it has given me an opportunity to learn from it. It also has given me opportunity on what not to do next. And if the people are out there saying, I never make mistakes, they're lying because we all make mistakes and this is exactly what gets us better. But one of the things I would say from a mistake that I did with a career-wise is I'm very passionate when it comes to associates. I'm very mm -hmm. passionate when it comes to giving people opportunity to advance in their career. Sometimes you have associates that, unfortunately, for one reason or another, it doesn't matter how much feedback and coaching you give them, they're not able to turn around the performance. And the biggest mistake I learned very early on when I went into leadership was you got to be able to separate your emotions to the actions. Mm -hmm. And it was very yeah. hard for me to really understand how to do that. And I have to say that with experience that I have now, I've been able to overcome that. But for individuals who are going into leadership roles, that could be a big challenge and also a big mistake in their life that they could do within their career if they don't know how to separate that at a very early stage. Yeah, I really identify with that, Liz. I think certainly, I was going to say earlier in my career, but it, you know, as recently as today, <laughs> I struggle mm -hmm. to keep the emotion out of the reaction, right? Because we care, right? When you really care about exactly. something, it carries through. So whew, 2020 has been a very challenging year. What has changed in your world? What are you doing differently? Are you still working remotely? And a lot of people are feeling run down. How can we all persevere in this environment? Yeah, I think we all have to take a deep breath, right? Every single time we say 2020. I personally myself have to say that this year has been very challenging. And I know for a fact it's been challenging for everybody out there as well, too. 
But for me, it's actually taught me so many different things. It's taught me that I'm a strong woman. I have resilience. I could adapt to things. But more than anything, it has actually taught me to get to know myself even better. Wow. Um, I realized that I was living my life at a go, 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 go. I'm married for 24 years. I have three beautiful kids. My daughter's 23. My son's 21. And I have a little one that's seven years old. So wow. I want you to think about my life. <sighs> think about the, the type of job I do. Yeah. And prior to COVID, I was always traveling. I would leave mm-hmm. on a Monday, come back on Thursday. And I was always on the go, 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 go. I never really stopped to really say, who is Liz Romero? What does Liz Romero really like to do? Because it almost felt like I made my life more of a routine base, which routine is very important, but it was more of an autopilot that I had my my life living in. You know, when COVID-19 hit, everything stopped. So yes, I'm still working remotely. Not only was I working remotely and continue to work remotely, but I was actually teaching my seven-year-old who was actually in kinder back Mm -hmm. in March. And I got to tell you, hats off to all those teachers out there because it was very challenging. Um, My son is actually back to school now. Um, I'm still working remotely. I uncover who Liz Romero is. I uncover (laughs) that Liz Romero has a lot of different talents that I was not aware of, did not realize that bike riding will be so much fun. (laughs) I did not realize that I would enjoy to do so much decorations in my house, planting outside. My garden is gorgeous. Um, I also did not realize all the travel I was doing and I was pretty much removing myself from my family and even myself as well. Wow. And COVID-19 has taught me a lot, but it's actually taught me to really uncover who Liz Romero is and also be able to lead, manage, and coach a team virtually where they're getting the same performance. It's great. I love that you learned to slow down a little. You know, we've heard from a lot of our community how much they're struggling with working from home, with managing childcare, that it's just the demands of work-life balance have never been more extreme and there's never been less of a boundary between work and home. How do you recommend that they manage these challenges? You know, it's very difficult, right? But the very first thing is you got to maintain yourself calm. You got to maintain yourself calm, be able to, and I know it's easier said than done. (laughs) It's hard, right? But you got to be calm and you got to take a look at what do you have going in tomorrow, the next day, the next week, you know, in the future. But in order for you to be able to manage work, be able to manage your personal life with kids and school and be able to smile and have fun, it's all going to come down with routine processes, planning, and communication. And I consider myself very successful because I'm a planner. I have routines. I have a great support system and have a great communication with my husband, with my daughter and son that are there to help me be able to navigate through these very difficult times that we're all going through. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Liz, I'm moving to the fun questions. You ready? (laughs) I am ready. What is your favorite karaoke song? I got to say, I am not a big singer. I'm more of a dancer. And I could dance to everything and anything as long as it's music. If there is an opportunity I probably would have uh, to to sing, I would probably sing Dancing Queen. Great song. Sure. I will dance with you. (laughs) What is your favorite way to practice self-care? Well, this is an interesting one because um, this is one of the things I'd say um, I uncovered during COVID-19, right? 
I love to exercise, but I was not consistent. But how I practice self-care is being very consistent every single morning to get my run in, to do my workout, do my exercise. And even though we got to be very safe um, and we can be out there in the malls, I'm a big shopper. And uh-huh. that has not stopped for me. I'm still shopping virtually. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there is a lot of shopping to be done online. Who is a celebrity you would like to have dinner with? There's quite a few that I would love to have dinner with, but I'm going to answer this in a kind of a twister. I mentioned things have changed this year for me. If there's anybody I would love to have dinner with would be two of my best friends. I have not seen in a long time ever since COVID actually hit. Uh-huh. But if COVID was not here with us, what I would love to have dinner would be with Gloria Stefan. I've been following her. I see all the great stuff that she's done, all these different accomplishments, awards that she's received. And she's a celebrity that I truly admire and look up to. Yeah, she's so accomplished. How about a book? What book would you recommend to our audience? I enjoy reading. You know, one of the things I really do right before going to bed is read at least one chapter or two. And I always like to give advice and recommendation based on the needs of the person, based on what they're looking for. So looking at today's environment, one of the books I would definitely recommend, as a matter of fact, I actually took it out of my bookshelf and I started reading it myself, is How to Stop Worrying and Start Living by Dale Carnegie. Oh, I have not read that, but I may pick it up this weekend. Great. All right, Liz. So at Fairy God Boss, we have a tradition and it goes like this. We think that women are not good enough at bragging or taking credit for our achievements. So I'm going to put you on the spot right now and ask you to brag for us or take credit for something fantastic you're proud of that you've done. Well, I'm going to take, I'm going to take that and I'm going to say, I'm not going to be one thing. It's going to be quite a few things. So make it very short, sweet, and simple. I'm a very proud mother of three. I'm a very proud wife. I marry my high school sweetheart. And I know times are very difficult, and I mentioned this before, but I've been married for 24 years, and I'm proud that of that. incredible, yeah. And I'm, and I'm very proud of the woman I became, especially coming from a Hispanic culture, very difficult and challenging um, as I grew up. Being where I'm at today, the person that I am, I'm a very proud woman, and I've received so many different awards and accomplishments. The most recent one was flying to Washington, D.C., where I was able to take my daughter and my daughter witnessed her mother receive the Latina award. Wow. Uh, for me, that was such a proud moment. Of course. It's incredible. And then really I'm gonna, special. And I'm going to bring it together by saying my job is not easy, but I make it fun. Mm. Being a mother, it's not easy, but I make it fun. And being married for 24 years, it's not easy, but I find fun things within my marriage. All of that put together by also bridging it by saying that I'm also a cancer survivor. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. Liz, you have given me so much inspiration this morning. And you make me think there's an old adage in yoga that it's life is 20% what happens to you and 80% how you react to it. And it seems like you're mm-hmm. someone who's really committed to seeing the bright side, seeing the possible, leaning into challenges and making the hard times more fun. You have to. I mean, I always see myself, life is too short, and you have to be very happy in what you do. And if you're not happy in what you do, you need to find yourself to do something different to make yourself happy. I love that idea that we can take control of it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, 
you know, I always view everything and anything more into the positive. I am a big believer of positive vibes all the time. And if you're going to be around people who are not positive, then you just remove yourself from those individuals and be able to challenge yourself. And everybody is able to overcome any challenges. We all make mistakes and it's how we actually handle everything in life. Oh, Liz, you make me want to like go run a marathon or something. <laughs> you're, you're so energetic and it's so clear how much you've achieved. What is the one piece of advice? Is there just one last piece of advice you'd want to leave our audience with? What would it be? I will leave them with three things. Be authentic, be curious, and have courage. I love it. I will try to take your advice. Liz, what a role model you are. Thank you for spending time with us today. It was my pleasure. And thank you for this great opportunity to share my story with you. Thanks for joining us today on Fairy God Boss Radio. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and visit us at fairygodboss.com. See you next time.